This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. So Saturday night, I um, I watched myself on television. <laughs> I said it to Danielle, my wife. I go, we got to get home early from dinner. She goes, why? Michigan was playing Purdue. There was all this. I go, no, no. We have to watch me on television. And that's because my dear friend, the great Brian Kilmeade, who follows me every morning here on WABC, has uh, not one but two great shows at Fox News. Of course, he's the star of Fox and Friends every morning with Steve Ducey and Ainsley Earhart. But he's got his own show on Saturday nights, which I love, One Nation. And Brian brought me back for a second time last Saturday. What a great show, by the way. You had uh, my friend from uh, Ohio, Jim Jordan, Mike Rogers, a host of others. And uh, sure enough, me, Danielle, and Gabe sat down and watched me on TV, thanks to my friend Brian Kilmeade on Saturday night. Hey, Brian, that is, a, that is a blast. And all kidding aside, that is a great show you put on every Saturday night on Fox News. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I love doing it. It is, um, it is just so much fun to do your own thing. You know, the variety is everything. Like when you go and do an appearance, as much as like the radio show, when you get on stage, uh, I imagine it's totally different. You love it, right? When you do TV, as much as you love radio, it doesn't mean you like radio less, but you like getting on TV. It's with me, if you do the morning show, it's great. But it, but I can't wait to do the radio show. And then you have the other Sunday show. The Saturday show to me is hard. The challenge is how do you do something a little bit different uh, because I only get an hour for the whole week. So everybody you bring on has got to be new, different, with an angle, and you just fit on every category because you have an angle on everything. New York stories are national stories, and you also have a perspective on sports. You know, I tell you, uh, you do manage to hit all of those stories every Saturday night, which is uh, really terrific. But the night before, Friday night, I went to this beautiful event, Brian Kilmeade, oh, at the yeah. Marriott Marquis, yes, for our friend Frank Siller, Tunnel to Towers, and they honored John and Margot Katz and Matides. We both work for those wonderful people. We both can attest to how great they are. But you weren't there because you were on stage in uh, Newark, New Jersey. How did that go on Friday night? It went great. Um, you know, just to be up there... Again, it's about, uh, I guess, 700 people, 800 people, live audience. It's something I've been putting together, working for two years, to be able to talk about all my books, talk about uh, where I came from, and believe me, it has not been a straight arrow to Fox. And just to give people a perspective on where I came from, I kept all my rejection letters along the way. I don't want anyone to think that I take a day for granted, and I just thought, people see me in this great job. They don't understand the path it took and how lucky I got. So I start with that, and then I break into the patriotic side of our history, and I do it through the books, and I do it on stage, and then I wrangled in Hegseth, I wrangled in Carly Shimkus, you love her, nice, uh, and then Rachel Campos Duffy to play different parts in American history. I love her too. And and act as bad as you and I would on stage, (laughs) and we bring certain elements of our past to life, but it's all facts. Wow. You know, so, uh, and it's, uh, it's archived now. It's archived now on Fox Nation, and then they did a behind-the-scenes thing, which you could see, like the whole putting together of it. It's just, it's just a, uh, I just, I just think it's a great opportunity because I could fill up a theater for one reason in New Jersey. You guys, for in seventy-seven, WABC said, Brian, we'll take your show. 
I, I had a New York presence for the first time, a Long Island presence I had, but uh, in the Suffolk Suffolk County, but nothing, as you know, you, I don't have to explain it to you. The signal got better. 77 ABC is, is the most famous station of the country. And now when I talk, people in New Jersey know what I'm saying. Uh, and if I say, hey, I'm going to be here, people show up. So that that enabled the whole place to be packed. That sounds awesome. My friend Brian Kilmeade, he'll be on at 10 o'clock this morning. Every day after me, does a fantastic job here on 77 WABC. So coming up on this show, Brian, in about two hours, right. I'll have my friend, uh, the mayor, Eric Adams, on. He comes on quite a bit. Now we talk almost every day. And you going on and on and on. I thought you were my friend about this trip you went to. He went to an anti-Semitic press conference in Greece. He wasn't there to uh, read up on mythology and have the food in Athens. And then he spent one day in Qatar. Why is everybody making such a big deal about this two-day trip? My God. But, you know, I did when I said the story, I said, he said, it's on my dime. Stop whining. So I did say that, but I think it's important for the mayor. When I'm doing the talk in New York, the mayor's the number one personality in New York. It's Sid's number two. Uh, it's very close. I mean, it's very close. Uh, Sid, he talks to you because he's afraid you're going to run. Of course. That's right. Oh, yeah. So, and, and he goes over to you. Next thing you know, the mayor's taking pictures with the coach of the U.S. I'm like, what's Fine. he doing in Qatar? <laughs> I didn't even know he likes soccer. He doesn't. <laughs> right. And so and then he goes, I went to Greece. Okay. It's kind of different. You went to Greece. <laughs> so... So well, I'm just bringing it up. I know, but, it up. I know, but on a serious note, one of the items that I discussed on your great TV show, One Nation on Saturday, besides the uh, famous Will Smith slap at the Academy Awards, which was a great conversation, was the new homeless plan that Eric Adams has put together. And he's getting a lot of criticism. I watched Jumani Williams, the public advocate on the CBS last night. He went out and pretty hard talked about how the infrastructure doesn't allow to help all these mentally ill people here in New York City, talked about turning cops into doctors so a lot of his own good buddies here in new york are claiming hey it's nice that adams wants to fix the homeless problem but he needs a better plan what does brian kill think yeah i mean and and i'm sure you'll talk about that you say okay i love the idea and there was a homeless unit with the nypd it was disbanded by that idiot de blasio just a moron and he said i'm going to disband it because i think homeless deserve a right to freeze to death so instead of the cops who knew these homeless by name and understood their background, and I think in many cases had a degree of compa- had mostly compassion for them. So now what are you going to do? Put them in homeless shelters that are already dangerous? Just tell me. I love the idea. You got to get them off the street. We watched the baseball. I don't know if that guy was homeless, but it's a baseball tad about attack. I saw another story in the New York Post today with a guy slashed in the face on the subway, you know, with a knife. He said no one came to help. I imagine that's a homeless situation. So they're dangerous. Right. In many cases, dangerous, I, you know, psychological problem, regardless, if you're being attacked, you don't have compassion. And if you're if your parents being attacked or your siblings being attacked, or your best friends being attacked, you don't go, well, we have to have compassion for the homeless people. We got to get beds along with it. I mean, we put give enough money in taxes. Can there be an expertise in people who have mental uh, disabilities or afflictions or maybe happen in the military, but you can't just say, let's get homeless off the, f- the street. Where are you going to put them? And success leaves clues, Sid. Find out what, uh, what Rudy did with it. Find out what Bloomberg did with it. Find out where they were. What is mothballed? And unmothball it. And then just help people out. Just say, okay, you know what? Next time I'm going to do a comprehensive announcement rather than an ad hoc announcement. But I, uh, but he understands at least he under- addressed the problem. The last guy wouldn't even address the problem. 
No, that is uh, that is progress. You're right. And again, some of his plan may be a bit pie in the sky. And in terms of Rudy, I am setting up uh, a dinner. I've been talking about it for the better part of a month now. It's going to happen, I think, next week on or about the 15th with Mayor Eric Adams and Rudy Giuliani. They can talk about crime, homeless, all that oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, so Eric Adams is willing to talk to just about anybody, including me, regularly to try to help fix this city. He but, does but do you understand, care. and see, do you understand this, what an opportunity he has? If he just forgets about politics and does the right thing, the American people want someone to get things done. They don't want a Republican or Democrat. They want people to get things done. We're at a very unique time. If he starts getting things done in New York, a bright blue city that delivered the governorship for some of the most unworthy candidate possible and Kathy Hochul, if he just starts being effective and puts massive pressure to reverse these bail laws, his own career will skyrocket. He'll be a front runner for the nomination if uh, Biden doesn't run. I agree. And I think somewhere in the back of his mind, despite denying it, I think Eric Adams is thinking about that. Let's move talking about presidents to the one that was president before Joe Biden. That's Donald Trump. He had that ill-fated dinner. Ill-fated is actually being nice. That moronic, despicable dinner with forget about Fuentes with Kanye West a couple of weeks ago. Now he comes out a couple of days ago and uh, talks about ripping up the Constitution after these Twitter files were, uh, were out there in the press, thanks to people like Elon Musk and, of course, Mike Taibbi, ripping up the Constitution. I mean, does Donald Trump... Trump want to win or not? This is uh, this is what I would say about this, Sid. Obviously, I, I was just stunned by the dinner. It's just ridiculous. And this guy is even a bigger, that uh, 23-year-old is even a bigger idiot than I thought. You saw the food fight he got in. But this is what I think. This is Donald Trump needs someone to edit his truth social because I know exactly what he meant. He's trying to say, throw all the rules out. I know there's nothing in the Constitution to say run another election, but he was almost acting emotionally. It's almost you got to put the Trump. So what you need is somebody next to him goes, President, can't put that out. Let's rephrase it. What do you want to say? Okay, we're not going to make sure people don't interpret this as throughout the Constitution. Express your frustration. Don't even get into the Constitution. So instead, it allows all the Sunday shows to go, what do you say about the former president wanted to throw out the Constitution? I don't think he wanted to throw out the Constitution. I think it's terrible language. And, you know, and now everyone's talking about him for a while. Uh, when it should be all about Twitter and Hunter, and now even turns out Twitter is playing a role in the Brazilian election. I know, I know, it's unbelievable. Know. But just, just it's a little bit of the Trumpies, and he, you know, you saw him put out everything and said, "Listen, they're twisting my words. I never wanted to rip up the Constitution, and you know, Trump would never want to rip up the Constitution. He wants another election. He feels like he was screwed. That's the bottom line. And if I'm working for Trump, I'd say, Mr. President, what do you want to say?" Uh, I want another election. Well, you're not going to get it, but how do you want to phrase it? So don't you do it, Mr. President. I will do it. I went. I took English. I got a <laughs> master's in English. I love English. I like to write. So let me punch this in. Stand back. That's it. You know, and then you don't become the story. If he just stood back, he'd have 80% approval rating. There'd not be one Republican going for this primary. But we, we've been over this. It's frustrating, but I'm not willing to gang up on the president like this. The people that refuse to admit he never did anything wrong, now everybody's admitting he's going, they're going to look for things he's doing wrong. 
Uh, I don't think you or I are going to do that. No, no, I'm still on the Trump bandwagon. My job is to point out all these stupid things that he does, and he does a lot of stupid stuff, especially the last couple of weeks. That's why you have credibility. That's right. Uh, Thank you very much. But he's still the uh, the best candidate, in my opinion, to run this country, although he did not bear well in Georgia last time around. Now, today, of course, we've all been waiting for this for weeks. It is finally December the 6th, the big runoff in Georgia between Herschel Walker and Warnock, two of the worst candidates in the history of politics. But Somebody's got to win, Brian. How uh, how big is this race for you guys at Fox News today? Well, I think it's really big. It's not going to really be big till six o'clock when everything starts coming in. But here's the here's the thing: Herschel's not nearly as bad as everyone thinks. Uh, it's eighty eight percent. Oh my of God! You're, press. Right, you're friends with Herschel. You've had lunch with Herschel. Hung out in Atlanta with we Herschel. To, we played pro ball together, <laughs> and you know that. And I don't talk about my days in football. It delayed my broadcasting career. You know, it's funny. He he did uh, not go straight to the NFL after winning the Heisman at Georgia. He went to play for Donald Trump with the Jersey Generals. And why that's important to you is, is because now that the USFL is back, your son works for that league, doesn't he? USFL, absolutely, yeah. And now they finally got worked at the legal thing. They can start using the, the Fluties and the Jim Kellys and nice. uh, the Steve Herschel. Youngs and the Herschels. Yep. So it'll be good. Reggie uh, White. And Fox owns it. Yeah, uh, yeah well, Reggie White passed away. Um, but uh, Bart Oates was uh, was somebody who was yep, there. Yep. I believe the Giants also pick up a defensive lineman from there. Sean I remember Landetta. like it was yesterday. Yeah. Sean Landetta played in that league. Yeah, well, he was yep. awesome. Yep. Best punter the Giants ever had. Yep. Uh, but and a great personality. But I would I would say this: when eighty eight percent of the press is negative, her, you're number one in New York City. Can you imagine if? 88% of everything written about you every day was negative. It's it would close, hurt close. your ratings. Uh, it's close. I, gotta I mean, honest. come on. <laughs> I mean, give this guy a break. You tell me that only, only uh, 88% of everything he's done has been negative. Do you know what he's done for the military? Do you know what he's done for police? You know what he's done in terms of charity? You know what he's done in terms of business? And then if you want to say, you know, the abortion looks like a hypocrite and what's going on with his ex, absolutely wrote about in his book. The first thing I did before my interview was read his book. And in all this stuff is in the book. You're acting like you. You go back to 2007. He wrote it. And all of a sudden, the Atlanta, Atlanta Journal-Constitution writes, Herschel Walker had problems in his marriage. No kidding. It was chapter seven. So, <laughs> you can you know, we know this. <laughs> that is great. It's all in the book. Okay, finally, last one. This is a big one. My friend Steve Cohen, who owns the New York Mets, is talking a lot about casinos these days. He wants to build one out there by City Field, by the Mets Stadium. But, man, talk about breaking the bank at a casino. He spent a fortune yesterday, $86 million over two years, to bring the reigning Cy Young Award winner to Queens and Justin Verlander. Jacob DeGrom, who? I'm a diehard Met man. I think so are you. I would trade DeGrom for Verlander in that rotation every day of the week. How dangerous are the Mets now with Verlander 1? Scherzer two for this upcoming season. Well, number one, I did not know they didn't get along in Detroit. I assume they they talked to Scherzer about. Uh, I hope they hope they uh, iron this out. So I mean, I don't want another war in the locker room. Right, I'm sure they did. That's a good point, though. You're right. That is true, Brian. But I'm sure they talked it out with Max. I'm sure. So second thing, the only thing that bothers me is forty. He was awesome last year, intimidating. He got the Tommy John, which rejuvenates you. I get it. But is it six years difference between the two? But then instead, they offered DeGrom everything. I don't know what DeGrom's problem is. If he had a problem with his last contract, blame the last owner and the last GM I don't and the last think he manager. Likes New York. I think he's a quiet guy. Believe it or not, he doesn't like all the attention, doesn't like New York City. He goes to Texas where no one cares about baseball. You yeah. know that. It's all about football. I just don't think he's a really a New York type of guy. 
I guess you would. I listen. Obviously, you're right. I mean, uh, but for me, the Mets stood by him through two injuries in the last three years, and also, I mean, their closer had more innings than Jacob Degrom over uh, Diaz had more innings than Jacob Degrom over the last three years. So come on, the Mets stood by you. Uh, tighten up the shoulder. Get over your injuries. Uh, and and you know they you brought up in this organization, but you choose to go to Texas. Listen, ask A Rod how that worked out. Everyone <laughs> everyone signs with those big free agent contracts. Tracks, and they, they sit there and look around and go, okay, I'm not winning. Is this worth it? Are you upset about the Mets not supporting in the past? It's a different team. What is your problem? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. You got used to New York after, what, eight years? So good luck. Uh, you know, I don't say good riddance, but I do think the New York Mets fans would enjoy a statement from him. Like, hey, guys, thanks for supporting me. Appreciate you being there uh, because he's got nothing. And he earned it. He's great. But he had nothing but support from New Yorkers. Well, he didn't make that statement, but I will. Brian Kilmeade, thank you for supporting me. (laughs) Thank you for uh, having me on your radio shows, your TV shows. Believe me, the producers wanted you on. (laughs) I was in the meeting, Sid, and they said, we were talking about doing something. to just get an opinion on some of these issues? And right away, Taylor, who's Taylor Walters, one of your biggest fans. Love her. Yeah, she's like, why not Sid? And I said, I pushed back immediately. I said, no, no, he's busy. It's Saturday night. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you didn't seem to believe me when I opened the conversation with I get more fan mail than Hegseth and uh, Waters combined. You thought I was maybe lying about that. And of course I was, but it was still funny. <laughs> it was very funny. And they got great cheekbones. You have good cheekbones. Theirs are great. And that's what gets the fan mail. Uh, I've done are, studies. Uh, you're funny. You're a handsome guy yourself. Thank you for coming on this morning. We'll all be listening at 10 o'clock. And uh, certainly I'll send you this stuff by Mayor Eric Adams. Brian Kilmeade, you're the absolute best. Thank you so much. All right, uh, listen, okay, listen to Sid and Friends, and then to uh, the Brian Kilmeade Show right after. Thanks so much, Sid. Go get him. You're the best. Brian Kilmeade, folks, on After Me, 10 o'clock every weekday morning here on WABC, and of course, two great television shows on Fox News, Fox and Friends, similar to Sid and Friends, and of course, One Nation on Saturday nights. A lot more to do this morning, folks, including Bo Deedle. Mayor Eric Adams, Joe Tacopina, and one of the stars of Real Housewives of New Jersey, The Marge. Margaret Josephs, keep it right here at Sid and Friends on a Tuesday. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.